0: Good Morning Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now.
1: Well I'm on my way, I don't know where I'm
2: going, I'm on my way, I'm taking my time but I don't know where, Without to rose, the
3: queen of Corona, see me and Julio down by the schoolyard.
4: Good morning, eight ten here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News, and uh, even though he has been massively busy with Pensacola preparations for next weekend, Julio Diaz still joins us today to talk about movies. He is the host of Let's Go Pensacola Saturday at four here on News Radio and the Pensacola Movie Club. They meet typically on Thursdays, watch movies, and talk about them. Julio, welcome back, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Thanks for poking your head up out of the chaos and talking to us for a few minutes. Uh, movies <laughs> no this week, uh, M- Madame Webb, is that
5: right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all right. <laughs>
4: it, that uh, bad?
5: Well, yes, uh, uh, apparently. Yes. Uh, so here, here's the thing. Uh, I, 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 I don't blame you if you're not familiar with this character, this is, Madame Webb is a supporting character in the Spider-Man comics. Okay. Uh, she, I, to my knowledge, and, and maybe short of like maybe a one-shot or something, has never had her own comic book. Okay. Uh, she is uh, an older, an, an elderly woman who has powers to see across the, the, uh, the possible futures. And, you know, she has like, you know, she's like a, a fortune teller, basically. I got you. Uh, where that is connected to the Spider-Man characters. Uh, so, yeah, let's make a movie about that character, first of all, that, that has never had, <laughs> had enough dance support to have their own comic book. And then, uh, you know, you know, who would be good for playing an older woman that can tell the future? Dakota Johnson.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah. Okay. Let's just-, hold, oh, the... let's just
4: Fifty Shades of Prophecy, huh? All right, fair enough, and I, make her, I hear you. And make all right. her an,
5: an attractive, uh, you know, late twenties, early thirties woman who, uh, Apparently goes through this whole movie with all the zeal of uh, of Twilight. Uh, we're, we're talking that that level of performance and that level of writing. So it's it's uh, compelling
4: and, le- lethargy, is what you're telling
6: me.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, if you thought if this is for movies that th- this is a movie for people that thought Morbius was just too good, <laughs> basically.
7: All right. Well, need, well, need well need let's let's move on, on then, because, I mean,
4: there's ideas. a bunch of them, but I, I I think I get the gist. All right. Fair enough. I'm, I'm actually eager to see this. Bob Marley won love. And?
5: Yeah, uh, I, I was eager to see this, too, but the reviews are kind of disappointing on this. Uh, overall, the, the reviews have basically said Kingsley Benadir is, as Bob Marley is great. But this is just very much a routine by the numbers biopic. Okay. Uh, You know, it kind of excels when he's on stage as Bob Marley, but other than that, it it just kind of drags. Which is unfortunate because I mean, you know, Bob Marley is somebody with a very compelling story, a very you know important figure in in reggae in particular, but in music overall, and not only that, in, in Jamaican history. Uh, so, unfortunately, they couldn't make something a little bit more compelling. It's running about thirty-five percent on Rotten
4: Tomatoes. Okay, well, that's kind of disappointing. Land of Bad. We got interesting titles this week. Land
5: of Bad. Yeah, so this is this is a military thriller that uh, stars not one but two Hemsworths. Oh, but not the one you, but not the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Liam it's, and it's, who? It's the, two, it's the two off-brand Hemsworths. It's not Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> it's oh. like
4: it's like so, the non Alec Baldwin's.
2: Yes, oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Eat you up, got, Billy, you're the weakest.
5: You got the, you got the the two off-brand Hemsworths, and you've got uh, uh, Russell Crowe in this military thriller that's uh, getting okay reviews, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh,
4: zone of Interest?
5: So this is uh, one we've been waiting for to open in Pensacola for a while. I believe this is the last one of the Best Picture nominees that has been released theatrically that hasn't opened here. Of course, Maestro didn't get released theatrically. It's on Netflix. Uh, But I believe this is the last one that has never played here. Uh, So this is, uh, you know, it's it's the Oscars. It's Oscar season. So, you know, you got to have a Holocaust movie. So here's this year's Holocaust movie. And it's Uh, really good. Uh, yeah, very, very obviously. You know, best picture nominee. It's also right. a best uh, international feature nominee. Uh, it is about a, the commandant of of Auschwitz and uh, his little, fan, idyllic family home that he tries to set up next to the camp.
4: Okay, and then so, uh, the 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 yes.
5: what is the the last one? Last one is the Taste of Things. This is another foreign language film. It's not uh, it's not one of the nominees, but it seems like it could have been because the reviews are great. This is a French film. Uh, starring Juliette Binoche because I think there's a rule that all French films have to star Juliette. Binoche. I believe
4: that's a law in France. Uh, actually, that's right. Yeah,
5: yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, it's about and to be directed a, uh, by Jean uh, Reno. <laughs> I don't know about all of that, but uh, at any rate, uh, th- this is about a, a couple over the years in a restaurant that are falling in love, but they are you know have difficulty realizing they're falling in love and they communicate through their food. great reviews oh interesting All right. on
4: Rotten now I know n- next week you're not going to watch anything because uh, we've got Pensacon coming up but uh, we'll still talk to you on are we going to we're going to talk about movies on Friday and Pensacon
5: we can we can okay. uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about Pensacon and we can, I know you, you know, will certainly mention I know Driveaway Dolls is coming out next week which I have been looking forward to seeing but uh, I won't get to next week unfortunately yeah.
4: lots of events and things going on next week for Pensacon well Julio Diaz is our, um, our Pensacon expert he's also Let's go Pensacola's host at four o'clock tomorrow and the Pensacola Movie Club, though temporarily on hiatus because of Pensacon. Julio, we'll talk to you next week, sir. Um, you know, get good sleep, stay rested, stay healthy, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week.
5: All right, sounds good. Thanks,
4: Andrew. A sixteen on News Radio ninety two three coming up next, Transgressions Memorial Service. Before that, Jake's got traffic on the fives.
7: Okay, we're still looking great on our roadways this morning. I'm not seeing any accidents reported by FHP. No major slowdowns in our area. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no accidents reported there. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton-Brenton-Fairfield. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street, and Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore Cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That phone number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives.
1: Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit Kelly Blue Book, KBB.com, and Autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru. Get yours during the Subaru A Lot to Love event. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at AndersonSubaru.com since got super for
6: you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her a lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money. Called the certified public accountants at Banakis and Associates, and she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Banakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656 PPV is, call Banakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro advisor, call Banakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis & Associates, now in the Historic District on 120 South Alconys and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts.
0: All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors' memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have
4: lost. Our first remembrance is for the novel To Kill a Mockingbird. Although thought of by many as a classic, this fictionalization of racial injustice in the Deep South has been gradually falling out of favor with our specially trained and certified Wokanistas for several years. Even though this famous book was read by almost all Americans for decades and was listed by those most holy and venerated truth sculptors at the New York Times as their reader's pick for the best book of the last 125 years, there simply are too many problems to allow it to stand. First, the book uses that most unholy of words which starts with an N without context, explanation, or denouncement, a word which is only safe to be used by comedians, athletes, and rappers, never authors. Second, The central feature of the book is the white savior attorney who tries to rescue the at-risk black defendant from tragedy, and as the 19th dictum of woke evangelism clearly states, saviors must never, ever be white, or male, thus saith the Gaia. Third, even though Atticus Finch may seem like a hero, did he really work to challenge racism and injustice, or did he merely tell the basic truth about the falsely accused man? After all, he seems very comfortable operating within the power structure that favored males who look like him, and even went so far as to refer to one of the lynch mob members as a good man, and he had his meals prepared for him by a black house servant. Even our least instructed younglings would have done better under the circumstances. In addition to all of this, the book for a variety of reasons can very easily make readers feel uncomfortable, and we all know literature should never do that unless it's making them feel uncomfortable for being white, male, wealthy, straight, or Christian. So Jem, Scout, Boo, and Atticus, you must all go. Woe unto all who offend.
2: Woe unto all who offend! Sweet,
4: Second, a hearty round of praise for the two members of the Guerrilla Climate Activism Army declare emergency who this week threw pink powder on the indestructible glass case protecting the United States Constitution at the National Archives in order to raise awareness of the impending climate doom we are all facing if we cannot bring ourselves to stop driving cars, burning coal, breathing, belching, farting, and flying private jets from Tokyo to Las Vegas for sports ball festivals. Yes, these brave young eco-warriors identified male at birth really made their point with clarity when they exploited the logical nexus between pink powder, global climate change, and the Constitution. Only a fool wouldn't see the connection. Also, they did what every good activist desires, made it on the news with their lucid and compelling message.
6: This country's founded on the conditions that all men are created, or created and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're calling for all people to have
4: all these rights, not just wealthy white men. The eloquence is almost Hamiltonian. Yes, these courageous otherans successfully ruined family vacations derailed educational field trips and made the exhibit guards feel very, very sneezy. Like so many other experts in persuasion before them, these two heroes of the faith clearly embodied that sacred principle of protest. If you can't say something smart, then by all means do something dumb. And the dumber, the better. What might seem like petty vandalism to some, looked to me like the Olympian mount of protest expression. Yes, as I sat watching these frontline soldiers from the comfort of my plush divan, I couldn't help but be inspired by these young evolutionary apex examples showing the world that some young men are in absolutely no danger of being taken over by toxic masculinity. Or by any masculinity. So good for you, young heartthrobs. While others throw soup or beans or bags of urine around with no flair at all, you stylishly doused yourselves and one of the greatest documents in human history with neon pink powder. Well done, good and faithful servants. You definitely have drunk your full serving of the Brondo, and it shows. It really shows. Woe unto all who offend.
8: Woe unto all who offend!
4: Finally, a note of moderately optimistic expectation for the upcoming Apple TV special, Snoopy Presents Welcome Home Franklin. Based on the classic Charles Schultz cartoon, Peanuts, this streaming special will tell the origin story of Franklin Armstrong, the cartoon of color, character added by Schultz after the assassination of Dr. King to the otherwise whites-only world of Charlie Brown. The reason I say moderately optimistic is because I never want to be fully endorsing of a new work of fiction until it has been thoroughly vetted by our self-righteous ease of at least the third degree, and of course until I have personally been able to virtue nitpick it for myself. That being said, it supposedly will tell the story of Franklin being the new kid in school because his father was in the military, a plot which we obviously hope will focus on the disadvantages of minority children being forced to move around and suffering from the institutional racism of a military culture which preys upon the poor and black citizens of this country. There's always a danger this story might be just a little bit pro-military, which would be a calamity, but we trust modern illustrators to know better than to produce anything that might be even vaguely patriotic these days. Of course, it's all fine and well for Franklin to befriend the privileged white kids of Peanuts, as long as he also reveals to them the implicit bias they all carry, reminds them how often black children must suppress their blackness by pretending to assimilate into white culture in the classroom, and of course exposes the seedy undercurrents of speciesist oppression towards Snoopy and Woodstock. Pets are people, not property. If it does all of this and also makes Charlie, Lucy, Linus, Pigpen, Schroeder, Peppermint Patty, and Marcy feel guilty for benefiting from their white privilege, it could truly be a glorious Children's story. If it also happens to explain why adults talk like this, so much the better. Woe unto all who offend.
8: Woe unto all who offend.
4: Before you leave today, please remember to sign the card of concern we're sending to Brittany Dingleson, who has been shut in her 87% recycled materials tiny house since Tuesday when she read the news that Starbucks is being sued for falsely claiming to serve only 100% ethically-sourced coffee. Brother Kevin will be visiting Brittany tomorrow with a gift basket of alternate caffeine sources all believed to be certified injustice-free. We feel your pain, Brittany. Refreshments this week are provided by Tortilla Flatulence, the Mexican food that's never safe to eat at a party. Try the special seven-bean burrito served on a fried avocado skin with a topping of celery compote and seasoned with Mother Inferior's proprietary conflict-free Cajun spice blend. Just pop one in your mouth and let her rip.
0: And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress
4: no more. Twenty-seven on News Radio ninety-two. I was just thinking, is a job supposed to be this fun? I mean, is it supposed to be this fun? Because I don't know. I feel a little bit guilty sometimes. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake?
7: Well, we're still looking great on our roadways out there. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton through Pace this morning on Highway 90, I don't see anything slowing you down. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. And we're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you see anything out there on our roadways slowing you down, let us know on our traffic tip line. can call or text 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives.
4: Thanks so much Jake and, and even the governor yesterday was talking about To Kill a Mockingbird fake getting banned and I mean you know like I seriously I don't make them up I don't have to make them I mean I make up the tortilla flashlands, okay <laughs> but I don't have to make up the other stuff it's just we live in a world full of let's just say zaniness. Uh, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headline. Steve, by the way, thank you for filling in these last two weeks for David Wayne. You did a great job. Uh, oh, thank so you. So thank you so much for getting up early and spending some time with, like the good old days. Yeah. Back I mean, before. What's in the newsroom this morning?
8: Well, right now the wars in Gaza and Ukraine are expected to dominate the global security summit in Munich. Vice President Harris is speaking on America's commitment to its allies. Former President Trump's expected to find out today how much he'll be ordered to uh, to pay in his New York civil fraud trial. Uh, State Attorney General Letitia James is seeking 300 $70 million fine and a lifetime ban of Trump's company operating in New York State. Authorities found a semi-submersible vessel filled with over four tons of drugs during a search and rescue mission off the Pacific coast of Colombia. Officers were looking for missing some missing fishermen when the 50-foot long uh, submarine was kind of detected uh, by accident. The Colombian Navy and Air Force, as well as the Ecuadorian Navy, intercepted the so-called narco-sub during what is little, literally a joint operation.
4: No! Uh, <laughs> (laughs) well, they're still looking for the
8: fishermen, unfortunately. You
4: really got stuck in the weeds on that one. Uh, All right, Steve, thanks so much for the the update. Oh, speaking of that, I mean, not the joint part, but um, I was reading a story about out of Ukraine. So they sunk a warship through uh, a drone wolf pack. Remember during World War II, that was always the strategy is, you know, you throw enough subs at stuff and you're going to get a lot of targets taken out. Well, Ukraine... It's not just drones in the air. It's drones in the water. And they have been using drone swarms to great effect to take out these super expensive and essentially vulnerable military warships by the Russians. Um, you know, I've been thinking about how the, um, the lessons learned about modern warfare in the, I mean, just current and future warfare from this conflict are, have got to be enormous. Um, but basically, you know, they did this, uh, took out another ship, uh from the black fleet in crimea in that vicinity they've destroyed 25 russian military vessels and ships uh, in one submarine since february of 2022 and i you know certainly our navy needs to be paying attention because you know drone sub or drone ship type attacks are exactly the kind of thing that we've got to be prepared for it's one reason why like the sea defense isn't just an air defense it's a, a sea-based defense as well because the guns can point down but man very interesting and concerning stuff
7: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Alexei Navalny, a prominent critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin, is reported to have died in prison, collapsing after feeling unwell.
6: Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The fixation and fear of one man only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. Navalny was 47. No more testimony now is expected today from Fulton County Georgia District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Atlanta attorneys for former President
7: Trump and co-defendants want her disqualified from an election racketeering case over her relationship with a prosecutor
6: she hired to oversee it.
8: I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's
2: personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial.
6: Her father's among the
7: witnesses expected to be called today. America's listening to Fox News.
8: Good morning and happy Friday. It's 831, 56 degrees and cloudy. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. It's no surprise to those who drive along US 98 through Navarre that more than 41,000 cars crowd the only east-west route there. Now Santa Rosa County is taking the first step in addressing congestion concerns. Yesterday, they held a public forum at the Tiger Point Community Center showcasing a plan to build a bypass road through Navarre to ease the congestion on 98. Santa Rosa County Zoning and Planning Director Sean Ward told Three. just a public
2: meeting for the citizens to voice their opinions and to take into consideration
8: what's going on and keep them advised of the study process. Some people at the public forum did not like the idea, but others kept an open mind.
6: It's going to uh, uh, be a benefit for the community, but how do, how, how do we mitigate the least you know, effect on the community in regards to where the existing
8: housing areas are, where the existing roads are. If the project makes it through all the hurdles, the county says it could be seven to 10 years before construction even begins. The Florida House recently passed a bill 88 to 29 that would allow people to use lethal force to kill a bear without a permit or authorization if they feel threatened on private property. State Representative Alex Andrade told Andrew McKay on the Pensacola Morning News earlier this morning his thoughts on the bill? I think uh, uh,
6: it was uh, such an interesting um, bill because the language ultimately was um, similar to, like, stand your ground. Mm -hmm. So the same defenses you have when, you know, um, you engage in any kind of, like, lawful use of force against another human being are now being applied to bears. The threat of death
8: or serious bodily injury can be to a human, a pet, or to a dwelling. If it passes the Senate and is signed by the governor, it'll take effect on July the 1st. A Texas man was arrested following a traffic stop on I-10 in Pensacola yesterday. 42-year-old Ronald Lee Murray Jr. is charged with driving while license suspended or revoked and possession of a weapon ammunition by a convicted felon. According to the Florida Highway Patrol Trooper stopped Murray near Exit 10 for following a dump truck too closely after pulling him over Troopers discovered weapons, including handguns, ammunition, and anti-Semitic memorabilia inside the vehicle. Trooper say Murray was confirmed to be a convicted felon with multiple felony convictions out of bond in Orange County. And they also found he doesn't have a valid Florida driver's license. Murray was taken to the Escambia County Jail without bond. Well, let's check our forecast from Channel 3.
1: This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. It will be a nice, humid day today. Temperatures near 63 degrees for your high, mostly cloudy skies. Rain chance will kick off as you go into the afternoon and evening, light to moderate showers. As you go overnight, temperatures dropping near 56 with our rain chance hanging around. Rain for Saturday morning before things clear up after about 11 a.m. High on Saturday near 59 degrees, low Saturday night near 37. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center.
8: Well, thanks, Brooke. Uh, looking right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for Traffic on the Fives.
7: This traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. We're looking great on our roadways this morning. If you're on Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning, not seeing anything slowing you down. A little bit slow getting by Gulf Breeze High School in both directions with the school zone there, but not too bad. Uh, let's Looks like... Ch- Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. And uh, Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there on our roadways slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives.
8: Thanks, Jake. Right now, 56 in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf. Breeze, 54 degrees in Milton at 830. The next news is at nine. Breaking news anytime. And now let's check out what's happening in the financial world. This is your money now on News Radio Pensacola. Well, at the opening bell, uh, looks like the, everything's going into negative territory. The Dow is down 125 points at 38,647. S&P 500 down eight at 5,021, and the Nasdaq is down six points at 15,899. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
0: Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola.
8: the hip the hibbit, the hibbit of a hip, hip hop, you don't stop. Rap, rap. I will definitely call you back later, then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp enough.
6: Okay, up. you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come
5: on.
8: Mister
4: Parker,
6: wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay,
2: everybody, that's a wrap.
4: Hey, that's a wrap. That means it's the end of the week. We're going to talk about things that happened this week uh, with our good friends who are in studio with me, Danny Zimmern. Uh, congratulations, Danny. Mardi Gras is over. You can breathe again.
2: Well, trying to. Trying to get a little rest. <laughs> uh, maybe after this weekend, we'll be caught up. But it was a great season. And thanks for all y'all did around here.
4: Oh, uh, no, we love Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the thing, man. That's good and uh, Jeremy Evans, a good friend, Jeremy Evans. Um, Mardi Gras is also over for you, but that's not the relevant. Yeah, point. it's
3: it's it's great for
4: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I was just reading; I hadn't read it previously, but this Wall Street Journal. We are on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, uh, not News Radio, but Pensacola is on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Headline here says: Million dollar home sales were rare around Pensacola. Now they're everywhere, and it's a pretty sweet promo piece. I mean, one of the par- paragraphs here says known for its laid back lifestyle. The Pensacola region is home to the university of West Florida, the Naval air station, Pensacola and the U S Navy's blue angels flight squadron, uh, which performs a local air show twice a year on summer days, boats and snorkelers fill its waters and beachgoers lounge on its various shorelines. Bridges connect the- with metros barrier islands as well as the Fairpoint peninsula to downtown Pensacola which has bistros, restaurants, coffee shops, and breweries. This sounds like a good place to visit. There are also live music events. a good events. place
2: to live, Andrew. I'm aware. There are also live
4: music events, opera, ballet, and theater from April to September. Locals and visitors watch the minor league baseball team, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, at their waterfront stadium. During the colder months, a professional ice hockey team called the Pensacola Ice Flyers play in an indoor arena and on and on. I think they even mentioned Mardi Gras.
2: They do. It's yeah. awesome.
4: Typical crowds drawing 100,000 spectators, according to Mayor D.C. Reeves and our other right. good friend, Danny Zimmern. Uh, you read it. What do you think? It, it, I mean, it's it's a success story, but it's also, I think, locals look at it and be like, yeah, there used to not be million dollar homes around here. You know, <laughs> that's not all upside, right? Well,
2: this morning, uh, reading the paper and then looking online a little bit, <clears throat> I was uh, actually a little surprised at the number of people that kind of barked about exactly what you said. You know, mm-hmm. we can't afford million dollar homes around here, and we need to work on that piece of the economy. But, I think good news is good news. It doesn't have to cure everything. Uh, let's take some good news and, and run with it and, and be happy. And for Pensacola, Florida, to be on the front page of Wall Street Journal and get that kind of coverage. And, and you know, the article mentioned Emmett. It mentioned Mardi Gras, Emmett Smith. It yeah, mentioned yeah. Mardi Gras. It mentioned a lot of good things, as you as you just read some of it. So I think Pensacola is is definitely on the upswing.
4: Yeah, no, I I agree, and you know if it's not related to a crime or a horrible thing or anything controversial, it's just you know hey good news. It's just cool place in Pensacola. I'll take
3: that, Jeremy. Yeah, I think that for at least the last several years, and I assume Visit Pensacola has something to do with it. You see the articles, you see the the Facebook pieces, you see all the things that suggest Pensacola is the next Savannah. Pensacola, one of the top ten Amer- American towns to move to. Pensacola, and that's all. Words. That's all things that people are talking about. And then you go back and look at what the Wall Street Journal's saying and saying more million dollar homes have been you know, there's actual hard data to back up that okay, these things that people are saying, people are coming to see here, they're coming to visit, they're coming for the Sun Belt Tournament, they're coming for Pensacon, they're coming for all these things. Mardi Gras and once Mardi Gras. They are, and once absolutely. they and once they get here, they're like Man, downtown's really awesome. Right, the beaches are beautiful. It's not quite as crowded and as crazy as the Destin area and Seaside. The parking too app expensive. is so easy to use. And well, okay. and <laughs> um, you know, it. Sorry, Mayor. We, we should we should move here, and then you see that happening. And does it create an affordable housing crisis? possibly. Is it because too many people want to move here and live here? Absolutely. Is it to a point where we're overcrowded and life is miserable here? For the most part, nobody complains about that unless you live in Beulah. And so I feel like (laughs) it is uh, a tremendous thing and it's going to show what the years of work that have done to change Pensacola from what it was when I moved here 20 years ago to what it is today.
4: Yeah. And we, I mean, we clearly are at a, at a place right now where decisions are going to make a big difference for the future. And, you know, growth, prosperity are not things that automatically persist. And if you don't, you know, change is always a lot harder to manage than staying the same. It's very easy to keep doing what you've always done. Uh, and so the fact that we're in a position of flux right now means that we have to be pretty smart about how we handle it or it can, you know, it can be derailed or uh, whatever. And, you know, the piece does go on to talk about some of the challenges that we have. And obviously, we're pretty well uh, familiar with that. But I- I'm with you, Danny. Uh, I'll I'll just take a um, I'll take a pro Pensacola piece on the front page of the New York of the uh, sorry of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. You know, anytime well, I. Well, high get tide raises
2: all ships. Right. Yeah. In theory. Agreed. And uh you know, if people that can afford million-dollar homes are moving here, that means they have—
4: Disposable income, they uh, get taxed.
2: And maybe they bring some jobs with them, right. start a business, do whatever, invest with other people, whatever that is. Uh,
4: Donate ready- to arts, create funds, help charities, all the things that you know people with means do.
2: Well, the physical growth of northwest Florida is basically impressive. Santa Rosa County and Escambia County are just on fire with new homes, new subdivisions— rental product you know apartments townhomes those sort of things uh, commercial uh restaurants are coming that weren't here you know just all we're getting wawa you know yeah so uh, there's just so many different things uh it, it being in the real estate business it's been sort of a fun ride yeah you get a dip uh and that's when it sort of stinks you get used to the constant uh transaction flow you know but the the dips stink.
4: You you do commercial, right? That's yes. Your, so I've, my I've wife re- does.
2: Tanya does residential. Residential.
4: Okay. So I've been wondering about this. and I just hadn't really asked the question. Um, during COVID, we saw a massive move to in-home, you know, remote remote work, right? And then, of course, you know, I think Navy Federal is the one that's kind of been the most newsed about in the sense of trying to get their people back on campus, and they still aren't fully, and you know, all of that. But it really, at the time, what a lot of us wondered is okay, you've got all these buildings that we suddenly discovered, you know, in the modern world, I'm not sure we need these buildings so much. Where are we at now with regards to commercial and that felt need or not for companies to have big, beautiful office space in which their workers working from home theoretically are employed?
2: Yeah, office space is, uh, is not what is so hot. Uh, and, and I think probably every market I know in here in Northwest Florida, it's not. So, Fifteen employees used to each need an office. Now they need a basically a conference room that they can meet once a week, mm-hmm. and they, most of them work from home or out of their cars, whatever. So office space is, is down. Now, That downtown Pensacola had a lot of office space and has a lot of office space, and uh, those rates and lease rates are actually going a little bit down candidly okay. there's some which is interesting
4: because it's the exact opposite of the of, well i mean right now maybe not so much the opposite but right what we've seen in residential oh, you know, uh, oh build yeah. it as fast as you can build it because there's more people than we have spots right
2: well and that's a, another long conversation but in short new construction uh starts when it's hot and it might get delivered when it's cooled off right, <laughs> right. and so <laughs> right that th- that all that is kind of a piece of all this so some of the new home built the builders are are discounting things a little bit now right uh you, you know and so it is. It's, but I think people's homes have offices now. Uh, right, right. Is, is, is it used to be offices had showers? And that's where, now <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah, right? right, right. So
4: I don't think that uh, you know staying over at the office thing is nearly as common anymore. It actually makes me think uh, of a particular example, and it may be more coincidence than related. But I was thinking about how the P and J right used to have their big building, and then they kind of outsourced the printing operation. They didn't need the big building anymore, so that got demolished, and now we have you know Southtown. And they had moved into the facility there on uh, uh, Palafox and Garden, which they then subsequently during COVID vacated that. And now, I mean, I just can't remember if they even have an office anymore. They have maybe a small one. They do. I mean, most people just kind of do their work from home wherever. Um, That seems to be the way things are happening.
2: Absolutely. So you could sort of live anywhere you want to live. Why not live in Pensacola where it's beautiful, Right. right?
3: Right, absolutely. And
2: that's what's happening, I believe.
3: But I think you'll see – I think that businesses, companies, large organizations, Navy Federal Credit Union, for example, when you have a large organization, you – we're coming out of this time of COVID – And now companies are having to realize, can we build company culture? Can we build company engagement? Can we turn down employee turnover if we don't have everybody together? And when you have an organization like Navy Federal, where you're hoping for 10% turnover, which seems like a low number, but that's a thousand people a year they're having to hire, train, spend all that money to develop. And then that number goes up to 15, 16, 17, 18% because the facilities are closed and there's not that feeling of belonging in the organization. I think there's going to be a lot to come out now that we kind of know on the back side of this people want to stay at home but how do we then create an environment where people want to be in this company culture without them being here and i think you will see company cultures try to adapt remote to include some of that but try to really preserve that culture and engagement because that's what prevents turnover and all of those kind of things yeah i
4: mean look the commute is annoying everybody complains about that the you know you got to get pretty and you got to go into the office and we all know the various forms of satire targeted towards office culture whether it's a Dilbert or you know the office or anything like that but there is something intangibly different maybe tangibly different maybe measurable about the level of productivity culture happiness getting out of the house yeah. you know maybe some people who are you know single income earners Getting him out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean right. there's there's all kinds of things about the, the you know, the remote working situation
2: which are inferior. But it's not just working. Uh, you get your groceries delivered now. I right. Mean, you know, right. I, mean,
4: I like to go out for groceries. I prefer that. I don't really too. understand the concept of, you know, pay somebody else to do a job that I didn't mind too much to begin with. Plus it's just it's an activity. It's uh, something, you know, you know why I
2: go to restaurants when it, you get the food delivered from anywhere mm-hmm. basically and you know it used to just be pizza right when we were right. younger so uh, just so many different changes to where it's so easy to just to be at home how, how dare those
4: kids isolate themselves from social contact by being on social media meanwhile i i, I uber eats a door dash <laughs> you know uh,
2: i don't know where you are in the break but in your break schedule but uh, jeremy and i go way back sort of messing around in town and uh yeah
4: once you hold it for just a second yeah. we'll take a real quick we'll be back in just two seconds we're talking to uh, danny Zimmer and jeremy evans let's get jake in here with traffic on the fives
7: all right this traffic report is brought to you by ecua i'm not seeing any major slowdowns on our roadways no accidents reported by fhp a little bit slow getting by gulf breeze high school this morning with the school zone there but uh not too bad for this time of morning if you do see anything out there slowing you down let us know on our traffic tip line That number is 437-1620. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Vibes.
4: Thanks so much, Jake. By the way, somebody texted me and said in terms of the growth in Pensacola and the turnaround over the last couple of decades, they think uh, Ashton Hayward should get a fair slice of credit for promoting Pensacola Helping establish it, talking about as a buy, talking it up to people, working with Rick Scott and all that. Anyway, and I, I agree. I, I think a lot of that too. And uh, sorry, Rick, Scott,
2: Rick Scott's coming here with Ashton here in a couple of weeks. Oh, all right. So, cool. um, but uh, I, you and Jeremy go way in, back in in commercial real estate, and also with Tanya doing residential. Um, We've I've dealt with a lot of people in the last year and a half or so, two years, uh, where they're leaving places that actually politics got involved, and they like coming to Florida it matches up some with their politics yeah and uh you wouldn't really i don't know but basically the biggest thing people have been running away from california Mm -hmm. and coming here and i i have half dozen people i've done things with that they can't believe the prices they can't believe the environment around here uh it all that kind of lines up and i think you know whether that that trickles down or trickles up but that,
4: that scares me a little because i lived in arizona Uh, prior to the crash. And, uh, you know, we we moved there in 2005. Okay. And we saw what happened, not just with the housing bubble, but we also saw what happened with Californians fleeing and they'd, you know, they'd sell their $700,000 home and buy three homes in Phoenix. And then those homes were suddenly $500,000. Right. And that was really bad, you know, for people in Phoenix because, you know, all of that money we love to tout the success, you know. Florida's great. We we survived COVID well, and we brought a bunch of people here from New York and Illinois and uh, California, uh, but they're coming from inflation states here, and that's money splashing around the economy. Basic economics tells you that that's part of our inflation problem, whether it's housing or anything else, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that it is a it's always going to be a catch twenty two because it just comes down to a supply and demand issue and the more people that want to be here. And I think that we're finding that people are not just coming here from California. We have some people who are coming from Texas because of all the people that have influx right. from California <laughs> right. to Texas. It's the second wave and push, they want, right? Yeah, you're kind of getting that second wave push of people into Florida and not just to, you know, to Northwest Florida. And you have towns like Defuniac Springs that are blowing up and uh, some Freeport, of these communities. Yeah. yeah. And Freeport that are some of these communities that were nothing 15 years ago, and now they're really becoming large. Sorry, Defunia X Springs. <laughs> <laughs> X Springs has always been something, but I, the Freeport is a relatively new community that it is. You have these communities that are really popping up and developing, uh, and I think that you're seeing it. It's it's just spectacular what's happened in Florida over the past 10, 15 years. I think absolutely part of it is COVID, politics, no income tax, all of those things. Right. As a
2: broker, I've dealt with Publix. We've done five of those, and- it's interesting. They are looking to put stores in places that you would never think would get a right. big store like that. Trying right? to
4: capture the, uh, the the real estate before the homes and yeah, the, exactly. the, the schools and everything else exists. And they there. really
2: study rooftops and and population where they go and and income levels and all those sort of things.
4: Well, I mean, you know, Aldi. You mentioned Wawa. We got. I mean, it's it really is that kind of you know boom mentality. I can't. I feel like I drive hundred feet. It's a new Safco. Yep. you know, all the time. Like, oh, I didn't even know they were building that one. It's already up and operation, whether it's on W Street or on, um, you know, uh, West uh, Beverly, you know, Michigan. There's one in Pace. I mean, just like, it seems like everywhere you turn, there's a whole new thing of some kind like that happening.
2: Which uh, brings a challenge to uh the mayor because the, the middle of downtown is not all new, right? It's old right. and being revitalized. And so- that's a part pipes, of what makes us great
4: old flooding issues oh, right and you know working a lot on fixing that that was even in the story you know some of the infrastructure sure. issues for a town that you know it's great to be the oldest settlement in the country and it's also not so great <laughs> to be the oldest in, some settlement ways. in the country you know there's there's issues related to that but
2: we're doing great things i think we're in the right direction does it everybody getting the perfect medicine they need no for sure
4: you know i, I mentioned the png a minute ago and I, I'm curious if you have a thought about their tra- their transition this last week that they're no longer delivering papers in the morning and now it's the afternoon. It's going to come, you know, through mail. You, you're still going to get it the same day, but it's not going to be the morning delivery, which a lot of I me, mean, I always, I have read my paper online for, gosh, six or seven years. I haven't gotten a physical paper in forever. But for the people who read the paper in the morning, that's an important part of their just basic human routine, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And in my opinion, I think there was a point where the Pensacola News Journal, people can't get local news from CNN, from Fox News, from those places. And I think when the Pensacola News Journal some time ago became largely the USA Today, wrapped with a couple of papers of Pensacola News Journal, that's Mm -hmm. when things turned kind of south instead of saying, okay, we need to really heavily focus on the local. Let's give the product that we need. You know, now if I need information about what's going on locally, uh, you know, something's happening, what's going on. I go to News Radio 92.3 first on Facebook and then second, maybe NorthEscambia.com and third, the Pensacola News Journal because they seem to be the latest. Channel 3, W-A-R. But Pensacola News Journal always seems to be the latest to respond to some kind of I need to know what's going on right now. The newspaper is not the place I go. I would come here first, then to somewhere else, and the news journal. lasts because they just don't have the infrastructure to be able to get that information out quickly. And at some point, you just keep cutting costs, keep cutting costs, keep cutting costs, and eventually, you're just an online,
4: kind of like a right. magazine style. And yeah. I, I had that thought too. Like, the PNJ is not so much the breaking news resource, you know, compared to I mean, honestly, us or Channel Three. Yeah. And So, in a way, I'm like, well, does it really matter whether you got, you know, what they're doing in the morning or whether you get it in the afternoon? And I would think back in the day, it would very much matter, you know, because that's not even the evening edition anymore. But now it's almost, I mean, okay, you know, that's, they're adapting to the reality that people aren't getting the physical paper. And how important is it to have it in the morning anyway?
2: Yeah, there's so many places we can go look to just see if there's any new news. Mm -hmm. Typically, I guess one breaks it and the rest follow suit, uh, a story about it, whatever, but resources of the news journal have had to go down, you know based on nobody getting the papers as much as they used to. So I, I, I agree that it, the morning newspaper is a part of my routine. Is but it, basically yeah. I you know they have the front section, which is old news essentially. and the then they get into more relevant news mm-hmm. and whether that gets to the next day's paper or not. So it's hard to even get the full story uh, online, much less in, in the printed edition. Uh, of a newspaper or any newspaper really uh social media you know news is there and yeah you know, every it, it really is everywhere
4: and and i'll say this um i value the PNJ. i think the reporting that gets done will do in more depth with more counterbalance and sources of information uh you know sometimes than either i or channel three can do sometimes not um but you know the printed paper has a tremendous value i i wish it were more of what it had been before certainly you know and i you know, the, this, they're not the only ones dealing with this. Yeah. Newsprint across the country is dealing Remember with the Remember when the, the
2: newspaper classifieds were three or four pages? So yeah. If, you know, well now well, that yeah. it's barely a page, usually it's a half a page. Who pays for a newspaper classified? Right. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know,
4: who does it that way? Right. Because everything has taken away that market share, whether it's dating apps or whether it's Zillow or anything else. I mean, it's, you know. All of this stuff is available online. We're talking to Danny Zimmern and Jeremy Evans here in studio. Let's get Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives.
7: Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. I'm not seeing anything on our roadways. It's been quiet all morning. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 29 and Highway 90 coming into town. You're not seeing anything along your way. Knox Pest Control, their family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit KnoxPest.com. Knox knocks them out. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives.
4: Thanks so much, Jake. Um, God, so much stuff. We didn't even talk about anything I had on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which is great. That's I, I love it. Um, the Bragas Tech saga. You guys, I don't think either one of you were in the room online watching yesterday. I watched the whole thing an hour and 45 minutes. But um, if you have no thoughts, great. If you have thoughts, curious. I mean, I have my own. Obviously, I've said them many times. But Jeremy, I, 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 think, I think that the county is going to lose and then the county is going to get sued. The slap uh, for trying to suppress people from publishing like the PJ, uh, which is a good reminder of how a newspaper does carry value because they have been the ones to publish the stories related to the text, which have been of tremendous value. So
3: I I agree with most of that. And then did I should know better. I believe Steve Stroberger filed to run against Jeff. Yeah, I Burgosch, think that's right. Yeah. Which is the heart of what some of these text messages are about. And so it will be kind of let the voters decide how that's they right. feel about it. Yep. There'll be a legal side of it. And then there'll be the political side of it. Like, okay, this is kind of what we know. How do we want to move forward? And kind of one of the things in our democracy that's great is oftentimes we kind of have this moment where it is, okay, this person was right. This person was wrong. And we're going to decide it as an, Community. The community was the hearing yesterday yeah, about the, the first the hearing about the redacted That's what right. should
2: or should not be redacted. Yeah, it was
4: actually about whether the uh, organizations that have it, Jonathan Owens and the PNJ, Alex Arduini does not have a copy. Um, whether they should be forced to give it back, basically to Commissioner Bergos or not. That was the, it was the preliminary hearing on that. That's right. Yeah, I,
2: he and he took his phone or phones in to make sure he didn't lose anything. Right. Right. And after after he got locked out. himself
4: out of it. That's right.
2: Yeah, I, text messages, obviously. Weren't around 20 years ago, but it sure is (laughs) interesting when you think you're texting somebody and you're only talking to that person and maybe you say something you didn't really
4: want. I I will tell you, I, I have been doing this for a long time is, you know, if I instant message somebody or if I text somebody, I'm always in the back of my head. You know, what if this gets published? Is that okay? Okay. You know, it's always right. playing that kind of defense again because that that's the world we Sounds live like in. Sounds like you're planning to run for something, Andrew. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't want the job. I would be bad at the job. I'd be the guy who'd be up on the dais laughing at people when they say stupid stuff. Um, I don't have that diplomacy gene, you know, uh, particularly well, I, well, you know, not the, not the poker face.
2: I will tell you this. I guess we're running out of time. But I do really respect... Anybody that runs. I
4: do, absolutely. too. Absolutely, in, Including the ones I disagree with. Exactly. I think that it takes a tremendous amount of guts and you know hard work to be an elected official, and a lot of it sucks.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think oftentimes that person who is running on whatever, they're running because of this, this, is that, they whatever happens, they lose, but the idea gets pushed forward. Great. Listen Thanks, on guys. air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM
0: 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.